0: West Virginia lost 76-62 to 62 to Kansas on Saturday in a game where the 14-point score differential at the end really was not indicative of how it was played for the most part. So we get into that as well as talk if it is panic time for the Mountaineers. Here is the podcast. What's going on, everybody? Wesley Shoemaker back with you today. Another episode of the Blue Gold Sports Podcast. Mountaineers fall to number three, Kansas 76 to 62 in a game that for the majority of the second half, Kansas was ahead by 15, 20 points and Mountaineers just did not have an answer offensively. Kansas had their way from beyond the arc and ultimately that was the difference in this game. Uh, Kansas shot 24 three-pointers on the night. West Virginia shot 20. Mountaineers made four. Kansas made 11. So there is a 28-point swing between the number of three-pointers made, and West Virginia lost by half of that. And here we are now. Mountaineers are 0-3, bottom of the Big 12, one of three teams now following today's results that sit at 0-3. And we will get into is it panic time a little bit later. First off, though, Mountaineers just simply got outplayed by a better team, uh, West Virginia was hanging on, hanging around early. I would say the early Kansas threes were quite troublesome, though. West Virginia just saw Kansas make three after three after three. It was Grady Dick, it was Jalen Wilson. It was like everywhere you looked, there was a, a Jayhawk making a three pointer they scored i think it was something like 18 of their first 20 points from beyond the arc. They went on a stretch where they scored 20 points and 18 of them were in threes. Missed their first three-pointer of the night, made their next six. And it was it was it was just that type of night for Kansas where they were just you could have a hand in their face they'd make it. Uh and it's it's hard to beat good teams like Kansas to begin with. It's even harder to do try and beat Kansas when they make 11 three-pointers compared to your four. And to me that was the story of this game was The difference in three-point shot making because West Virginia at times was able to get three four stops in a row but just could never respond with that one big shot or get a get get even a good look at the basket there were a lot of empty possessions and some of that is probably due to Kedrian Johnson being out some of that is probably to do with Kansas's defense and athleticism. And I would say it's probably a good combination of both. There's a lot of dribbling on the perimeter, which I don't think is a good thing for this team. And then we'll get into the, some of the struggles of some of these guys here in a second. But real quick, back to the Kansas threes. Mountaineers, if you're coming in, you know that Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick make 60% of their team's threes. Dick went four or six from beyond the arc, Wilson two or six from beyond the arc. Dick had 16 points, Wilson with another 14. So, those two guys really commanded the floor uh Kansas. In the first half, they made 13 shots and 7 of them were from beyond the arc. Uh on the game, they made 24 shots and 11 of them were from beyond the arc. So, almost 50% of their makes were from three-point range and that's 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 how you're the number 3 team in the country or whatever. If you can do that, if you make half your shots and they're from beyond the arc and you only score 76 points, and you still beat a team by 14, you're a really good team. Moving on to West Virginia, though, um, not really as many of the same problems that we've seen in the first two games. Mountaineers did miss 10 free throws. Three of those were from James Oconquo, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, A couple of those were from Kobe Johnson. Uh, He obviously doesn't see the floor a ton. And then the guards, one through four, missed one all of All four of them, all three of the guards, and then Trey Mitchell. So, not the best day for West Virginia at the free throw line, but obviously not the worst, not the missing 18 like we saw last Saturday a week ago against Kansas State. Mountaineers only turned the ball over 11 times, which if you told me before the game the Mountaineers would only turn the ball over 11 times, I would personally say that you have a good chance to beat the Jayhawks, but that did turn into 12 Kansas points. West Virginia also got 12 points off of. 13 Kansas turnovers. So good for the Mountaineers. They kind of like, if you want to take a positive from this is that they did not turn the ball over as much. And maybe that was due to, because there was a lot more dribbling than passing. It seemed like the ball got stuck a lot more, but it's just the way life goes moving on though. Let's talk a little bit about Eric Stevenson. Um, Obviously Stevenson is this team's best scorer this year. And there was the incident that happened on Monday at Oklahoma State. There was the incident, the other technical foul that happened a week ago from tonight at Kansas State. And now, in West Virginia's what was a must-win game, Stevenson plays 29 minutes, goes 4 of 19 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, and scored 4 of his 12 points from the free-throw line. So, not a good day at all for Eric, and yeah, sometimes you have those games. But missing fifteen shots, like, eek! And in fairness, to his credit, it's not like West Virginia a team did any better. Uh, Joe, uh, two Saint, Excuse me, was two at ten from the field. Filling in for Kedrian Johnson. He ended up playing actually 35, almost 36 minutes. He played the most out of any Mountaineer. Obviously, that's because you don't have a ton of depth at that point guard position. And he had to fill in that role with no Kedrian Johnson. On the Kedrian Johnson note, seems like he hopefully he's trending towards playing against Baylor come Wednesday. I did see him shooting around after practice. After practice, he was shooting around after the game, so hopefully that is a sign of things to come. But just, they couldn't move the ball like they do with Keady, I felt like, when they were on offense. Eric struggled. Um, Bob had, Bob Huggins had a quote after the game where cold, like, cold is an understatement of what Eric was, he was saying. So, Huggs said that the shooting troubles kind of start when you miss the ones close to the basket. Uh Mountaineers went 35% from the field tonight, 20% from three-point range, and that's just not going to cut it. Huggins said, quote, "...we seemingly miss more two-footers than any team in American history. They won't make shots." We had shots. It wasn't like we didn't have shots. We just don't make them. But it's hard to make a shot from 2 feet, 4 feet, or 8 feet if you're not looking where you're shooting it. As much as we've talked about it and as much as we've drilled about it, we still don't look at the rim. It's hard to get it in if you can never get it over the rim. It has to go over the rim before it can go in. So Huggins obviously not pleased. There were a lot of close looks for the Mountaineers that they just could not convert tonight and Hopefully if you're West Virginia, you just chalk it up to it's the way life goes when you're playing in the Big Twelve and put it past you and move on to Baylor. So that was kind of the biggest red flag. But on a bigger note, not even Stevenson, but this team in general, they have their last three games in Big Twelve play have now been their worst three uh their worst yeah, their worst three uh performances of the season from the field. If you stack it up percentage-wise, there's three lowest performances were their last three performance or their last three games and has gone down each game. So Kansas State was their third worst, uh Oklahoma State was their second worst and then tonight at 35% was their worst showing of the year. And for a team that touted all this offensive power that was scoring 80 points here, 80 points there, that went up the pit and was scored 80 that uh, a month ago, it feels like 2 months ago in the Thanksgiving tournament in Oregon just completely blew Florida out the water and now here we are and the Mountaineers can't buy a bucket so a lot to a lot to unpack there if you're West Virginia just because they had looks and they just didn't make them and at some point you've got to make your open shots because that is what wins you games and they have struggled to do so and on the note of three-point shooting, West Virginia has not made more than five three-pointers in a Big 12 game this season, and that's a little worrisome as well. Four of 18 from three against Kansas State, five of 18 against Oklahoma State, and then obviously four of 22 tonight. So Mountaineers need to get that figured out before Wednesday because they kind of have been going as their shooters have been going, and they did not have that shooting tonight. Um Moving on, kind of final thing here before we wrap this up. Is it panic time for the Mountaineers? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, yeah, you're 0-3 in Big 12 play, but there are two other teams that are 0-3 in Big 12 play, and that is Baylor and Texas Tech, and you get a shot at one of them on Wednesday night. We'll get into the whole Baylor situation later in the week, obviously, but Baylor's going to be a tough game if you were 3-0, 0-3, 2-1-1, and 2 whatever you have it, just because it's going to be – el- not emotional in a in a sentimental way, just an emotional in a, both parties and both sides of this are going to try and prove a point, and that's Jalen Bridges and then this Mountaineer coaching staff, I would say. I feel like there's going to be, each party involved is going to want to try and prove that they are benefiting the most, uh, per se, and here we are, and it's going to be a hectic environment for JB. You know, he's going to have a lot of Family there, probably friends there from the Fairmont area coming up. And he's probably also going to be public enemy number one for Mountaineer fans on Wednesday night. That's a little concerning. And then also after that, you have to go play Oklahoma, who we've seen this year can beat some really good teams. And they lost by one to Texas, three to Iowa State, beat Texas Tech today. So... That's that's a tall task as well when you're trying to face the Sooners. And then you come back home and you face TCU, who is a top 15 team, who is although they lost today to Iowa State, um, they beat Baylor and they've beaten Texas Tech to start the year. So nothing's going West Virginia's way, but you could also look at it on the flip side is that Kansas State's 3-0 in Big 12 play. And you had an opportunity to beat them. You just couldn't get it done. So the reason why I'm saying it's not panic time is just because you have so many more opportunities left. It's game three of an 18 game league schedule when every game basically is a quad one or quad two victory. So it's not like there's going to be a lack of opportunities. It's not like, oh, West Virginia had three opportunities to get a quad one win and they blew all three opportunities and they won't have another opportunity down the road. Every game the rest of the way is going to have major tournament implications if you say if you if you want to say it that way and it's not the end of the world if you drop 3 in a row but you can't you can't keep going like we said Kansas was must win and that was kind of putting it like you it wasn't must win but you can't go 0 and 4 heading back on the road to Oklahoma that's just that's that's how you then find yourself on the outside of this tournament picture looking in as we start getting in the middle of January, late January with Bracketology. So a lot more opportunities, 15 more in Big 12 play before the tournament. Also have Auburn coming to town in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. And if you're West Virginia, you just got to find a way to win. Um, a little bright side was the play of James Conquo. I was quite impressed with how James played just because he has not played much at all. Uh, James played season-high 18 minutes. He had 4.6 rebounds, drew five fouls, which is like – for me, one of the stats I like to look at is fouls drawn just because you can see how much havoc and like you can see judge a player's impact and gauge a player's impact based on how many times they're getting a foul called on their opponent. And James had five of those, which was second highest on the team Tried had six tonight. Uh, James had a plus minus of plus three and Moa he has been struggling. Jimmy Bell has been up and down. Um, no Pat Sumnick. I was a little surprised uh, that he didn't play based off of how he played against Oklahoma State. But James made an impact and played half the ball game tonight. And so if you're the Mountaineers, you hope he can continue to build on that. Maybe, maybe make a free throw here and there. But other than that, that is what you're getting with James. So if you made it this far, I do appreciate you listening. Once again, West Virginia falls 72 to 6 to 76 to 62, excuse me, to Kansas Mountaineers 0 and 3. I'll be back with you with a Baylor preview podcast uh, coming up in the next few days before Wednesday's uh, 7 p.m. tilt with the Bears. Until then, thank you for listening, and this is the Blue Gold Sports Podcast.